My name is Joel. It's your boy Ray Ruckus. This is DNND, that nigga named Dwight. And this is the Trash Recycle Podcast. Look, we know everyone is trash. Yeah, man, even us. But that's debatable because some of us have redeeming qualities. And those redeeming qualities are what might make some of us recyclable. On our weekly podcast, we'll discuss current events, celebrities, and ideas to decide if they are trash or recyclable. But please, always strive for the blue bin. Welcome back to another episode of the Trash and Recyclable Podcast. Ear, ear, ear. Episode 23. 23. Jordan. LeBron. Oh, <laughs> wow. Low key. 10, 10 final strips for that man. Whew. Talk about it. Man, 10 final that. strips. I saw something today that said. He's basically there's 30 teams in the NBA and he has more finals appearances than 27 of the 30 franchises. Wow. So the the only clubs that have been to more finals appearances than LeBron are the Celtics, Lakers and Warriors. And the Warriors have 11. <laughs> <laughs> and he has 10. Yeah, the Warriors just got put on. They just got on that list. <laughs> yeah. And they they went to 5 in a row. So then it's like, yeah, that's I mean, this guy's something else, man. <clears throat> now, as as you start putting um, perspective, it definitely gives you it gives you more angles to really be like, nah, man, this this man's reign has been really long. Um, it's just you know, some of us have been on the bandwagon longer than others, and you know, some of us are eventually gonna have to just realize it at some point, especially after he wins this year. But you know, let's get there first. Yeah, I feel like the only people that hate LeBron are people who are either like. Kobe stands or Jordan stands, but then it's like, and then you have like the Warriors fans who just hate him because they played him every yeah. year for Mad Long. But I feel like the casual fan rocks with LeBron. I feel like even just like people who just tangentially follow sports, like people who don't really get into sports, or like a lot of women that just really just watch the playoffs, like they all rock with LeBron. So then it's like. If you're not rocking with this guy, then you're just kind of uh, you're just kind of on the outside. I'm saying, what is there to hate about LeBron? If you're not like his obvious opponent, that's been that you know, like Millsap, who was on the East, can't be behind him all the time. Comes to the West, he's like, damn son, like you came here too, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I came here I, to avoid I feel you. Like, yeah, I feel like I I definitely was not a LeBron fan when he went to Miami. I hated that whole. Everything about that. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I loved all parts. And then, you (laughs) know, they they went to four straight finals. He won two. And then when he went back to Cleveland, it was just like, yo, this hits different. Like, (laughs) like, yo. Because that's when I really just saw, like, yo, he's really just putting the team on his back and just like. Took you that long to realize, huh? What I saw him do in that 2015 finals was amazing. That's, I think that's when I became like, oh, nah, this is, this is real. Um, and they lost that finals, but I feel like that was the finals where I was just like, nah, this is yeah. this guy's different. That's when Iguodala got the um, got the MVP because he put LeBron in clamps, yeah, even though yeah, LeBron stats were yeah, fucking right. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. One of the best finals, one of the best finals ever. But Iguodala put him in clamps. It is a, yeah. So yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to LeBron for that. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on that we can that we need to get to. And I know we don't want to spend too much time, so let's get into it. Um, this has been a crazy week. Not only did LeBron qualify for his 10th finals, LeBron but we also had both 
the death of Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, as well as, and I think we'll probably start here, is talking about the the verdict from the Attorney General in Louisville, Kentucky, who talked about the outcome of their investigation into Breonna Taylor's murder. Hmm. So in case you've been living under a rock, essentially what happened Hmm. in this case was Breonna Taylor's apartment was on a short list of places that the cops were looking into um, that they got warrants to go search the apartment based on um, her connection to an ex-boyfriend who was a drug dealer. They show up at 1230 in the morning. Um, they bust down the door. Her current boyfriend, who's a legal gun owner, shoots at them because he doesn't know who's coming into his apartment. Hits one of the cops. The cops fire back. They let off like 20 or 30 shots. Brianna gets hit five times. She dies. So we knew that we knew that this situation, but then the question was like, what was going to happen in this case? Is there going to be charges? They basically said, we need to do an investigation and figure out what happened. Of course. So based on the results of this investigation, what they claim happened is, number one, they claim that the police did announce themselves before they knocked in the door. Although, well, yeah, let's just say what they said first. (laughs) So they said the police announced themselves before they knocked down the door. Although, although it was a no-knock warrant. They said it was a no-knock warrant, but they knocked and announced anyway. They said they had a witness at the apartment complex who also agreed and to the fact that the cops announced themselves. They said that there would be no criminal charges against the officers that shot Breonna Taylor, but there would only be charges against a third cop who basically went rogue after they knocked open the door and Brianna's boyfriend started shooting at the cops. He left the hallway, went around to the back of the house, and just started blindly shooting into the window. What? His bullets went all over the place. Some of them even went into neighboring apartments. And that's essentially why he's now going to be charged for... What was it? Wanton endangerment, I believe. Is Wanton endangerment. Well, he shot at a Chinese restaurant or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Uh-huh. That's what you would think. Like, yeah, putting the wontons in danger. Like, nigga, what you doing? <laughs> but nah. Um, so, uh, it just means, like, it's a normal charge of someone, like, shooting the air in, like, a public scene. Yeah. Any wanton, wanton basically means you're being <clears throat> reckless. So reckless endangerment. Apparently, I was watching uh, a New York Times documentary about the case last night. Apparently, this guy like went AWOL after everything happened. Like they couldn't find him. He just dipped because like he knew he messed up. Like he knew he was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to reel, they have to reel um, so him back in. Dipped. Like yo, bro, we're gonna save you under the law. Don't worry. They had to reel <laughs> him back in, but then they still fired him, and now he's facing five years in prison. So, that's what they well, said. Because of the wonton? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's facing five years for the wonton. Oh, right. 
Um, so, yeah, there's a lot with this case. And I think, I, I mean, oh, yeah, I, that, I have so many thoughts that I don't even know where to start. Yo, I'm going to just start and finish here. Yeah. Yo, abolish the whole judiciary system in the United States of America. That's all I got. Yeah, go ahead and say the rest how you want to look at it. <laughs> but, like, I don't got too much to really to really break down the specifics because we know it's all trash. Like, we done seen it from the jump. We done seen how this has taken so long for some sort of, I guess, trying to achieve justice, knowing that there would be no justice to be served. It would just be, you know, us trying to reconcile with the quote-unquote tragedy. But, yeah, man, this is uh, – this is nothing new. This is nothing old. This is America. So I can't really, you know, like every time we'll go into details and be like, how does this make sense? How does this make sense? It's like, never does it ever make sense. Um, so that's what really kind of messes it all up. Um, it's just kind of like, yo, man, this whole thing is kind of messed up. So I don't really know how to really break it down besides just abolish all of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I can go ahead in the details. I might come back in, but go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean I guess there's two big things for me. Number one is apparently there's this is a apartment complex. Like this this is not like she lives in some far away like she's she's in an apartment complex. So you raided a complex with mad other apartments like right in the same space and just started letting off. So plain already clothes. they're wilding. Plain clothes too. But then it's yeah, plain clothes cops. You didn't announce yourselves. So they're saying, yeah, we announced ourselves, but then it's like mad witnesses who are all in that apartment complex who could hear the shots. There was uh, are all saying eleven out of yo, we eleven didn't out of twelve said no. Eleven out of twelve said no. Eleven out of twelve, actually, twelve out of twelve said no, and then one of the witnesses changed their story after the fact. <laughs> I wonder why, because <laughs> they probably, intimid- probably intimidated them. Yeah, hmm. so they basically got one witness. Out of an entire entire to take a bribe to corroborate the story, <laughs> and then they're like, "Yep, that's enough evidence <laughs> to let these cops off." To make it the legal. Other thing to me, the other thing to me that that still doesn't make any sense, and I think the biggest issue is the whole warrant. Like the warrant is the part that is still kind of bothering me. <gasps> now that's the fact that's the like, biggest. That's the biggest part of it, really. <laughs> yeah, like the warrant is the whole story. It's like, really, yo, if you don't none ha- of this happens, if you don't have a car, you can't get in the car crash. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. if you don't have a warrant, yeah. none of this happens. But <laughs> nah, man, go ahead, break it. So down. apparently, the only reason they even had her apartment is because she was still in contact with her ex. They had been trailing him. They had been, you know, looking at this guy. They had found evidence that he had been to her place, and they had seen her. They had seen him pick up mail from her apartment before. So they're thinking maybe there's evidence in this apartment that's connected to this guy still dealing drugs. Which to me is like, okay, that's normal police business. But why are you executing this warrant at 1230 a.m.? Number one. Number two, this the guy who she used to date didn't have any violent criminal history. All his criminal history was just that he sold coke. So why are you breaking in without announcing yourselves when he has no violent history? There's no reason for you to believe. you. And number three, which I just found out when I watched this documentary last night, they had actually found the ex-boyfriend at another location a half hour earlier. So they knew he wasn't there. Yep, that's what makes it wild. <laughs> so, so then it's like, 
what threat was posed that you couldn't have just knocked on her door at like 3 p.m.? Bruh, none of it makes sense, man. Like them breaking down her door was just uh, completely unnecessary. And them being there at all at one in the morning is just like. So anyway, um, I guess the whole thing with that now is like thinking about the outcome that we kind of saw coming all along, but with this Daniel, what's his name? Daniel Cameron, David Cameron, Daniel, Daniel Cameron, David so Cameron this, is the director. This attorney, um, the or is that James Cameron? That's James Cameron. James Cameron is oh, a, yeah. a, a director. The Titanic dude. Um, yeah, Titanic. Well, he did the Titanic. Or he, well, he did the Abyss too. He did many movies. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the Titanic dude. Avatar. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I don't like it. But anyway, go back to my, this this guy, Daniel. Nah, yeah. I feel like this whole idea that we came up with to talk about today is like this idea of heroes and villains. And when you look at the case and you look at the way that they've I like the way that they've put together the evidence that they collected in whatever manner they collected it, it's hard not to look at this attorney general as a villain particularly when you see his history and you see that he's like one of the dudes that president Trump has co-signed. So it's like, Oh, like this dude might just be on some, this is my best way of advancing my career within the, within the GOP. And it's like, you're using this high profile case where this woman got murdered to advance your own politics. Um, and that, does that make him a villain? Well, in the case of in the in this case, I would say, yeah, because he's not trying to achieve justice. He's trying to achieve his self, his self, you know, whatever goals his self goals are. It's not really him serving as an attorney general. He's using his position to boost himself and not to serve the people he said he's going to serve. So yeah, I mean, isn't it? I, I feel like a lot, a bunch of politicians have done that. I mean, yes, this is also true. I mean, I, I mean, ironically, ironically, that was kind of like the whole argument against Kamala <laughs> that she, you know, she didn't really hone in on X, Y, and Z, but the black community, she just, you know, you become a lawyer and then you become a politician. Like that's kind of the route you go. Um, Kamala, Kamala, yeah, that's kind of like the, the the route you seem to go. I mean, I've 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 kind of argued against like. Uh, uh, the whole putting so many lawyers and 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 politics thing, I, I, you know, most of it. I mean, it kind of seems like a lot. It's just when they become like when they become congressmen and senate, they forget the policy anyway. Like so, like them having like knowledge of policy and law has always kind of been interesting to me. You know, um, yes, I mean you watch these interviews with some of these congressmen, and by the time they get like older age, they've kind of tapped out. You know, that's what's happening right now. To be honest with you. But I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes him a villain. I mean, yeah, it's just it's 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 too common, and it's definitely uh, kind of humiliating and backhanded. So, so is that just <clears throat> does that just say that anyone in politics is a villain? Not anybody, but I mean, a lot of like a lot of people do like they do the whole lawyer route, and then they and then that's what their whole kind of goal is, and they you know they'll do certain things and. They won't care about certain issues, or or they'll hone in on certain issues that gives them the most likely chance to get elected, or like later on. So, 
Yeah, I think there's as always at the better interest of the people. I think there's a negative connotation to like when black people say like, "Oh, well, you you should be a politician." Like, I think, I think it is a negative connotation to think, "Oh, if somebody's a politician, they're they're a villain. They're actually not doing anything good to the community." There's like the few politicians. Yeah, you're saying you you saying you agree with that or you don't agree with that? Um. I guess I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, so, actually, I want to piggyback off something Dwight said because he was talking about people, like, basically just going to law school as a way of getting into politics with no intent of actually practicing law. Mm. Which, I mean, I don't know. Personally, I don't really have an issue with that. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't know. People go to school for different reasons. So people go to, you know, get a business degree and they don't plan on being businessmen. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's a means to an end. But um, I think you said something along the lines of, like, people sticking to their um, specific roles or, like, finding different um, avenues where they kind of just stick to it and they don't necessarily branch out. Um, and so, like, thinking about justice ginsburg's death and just like how a lot of her career before she became a judge was basically that like i'm going to focus on cases that show discrimination towards women and i'm basically just gonna like try to beast and just set all this precedent so that i can use um my skills as a lawyer to basically like get equal rights for women and I was I was reading one of her obituaries where they basically said, like, she would purposefully take cases where her um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the person that she was defending or like her client mm -hmm. was a man. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't necessarily look when she walked in the courtroom <laughs> like she's defending these these women. But the nature and the like the details of the case would be tied to some sort of like equal rights or like gender equality but it would just be the actual person that she was sitting next to in the courtroom was a dude so then it's like it would actually like force the jurors and the judges to kind of put their sexism to the side because the person whose name is actually on the case is a man and so kind of she used that as like her way of basically swindling people into equality isn't that trash she would take cases where there was gender equality against a man right so it would be like this man is trying to achieve something and his wife is something something and then oh if y'all are not if y'all are not giving him this then you're also saying xyz like i can't got think it. of the specific cases but basically no, that's what she was doing where it's like it was really about gender equality, but it's coming from the lens of a man that's being affected by it. And that was really the only way that she could get men to, like, rule in her favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get the swindle. You got to hit things with the swindle, man. She's basically like, yo, uh, you know, like, if this was a white woman, <laughs> do you know how you'd be like, yo, black, black people would look at something, look at maybe see a black woman be like, okay, she needs help. White, a white man might see a black woman be like, oh, maybe she doesn't need that same help. 
but be like, yo, if she was a white woman, would she need that same help? They'd be like, ah, okay, I see what you're saying. Just like, you know, putting things in context with people. I think she was just doing that in the Yeah, you, know, in the you definitely got to swindle it, man. And, I, you know, I think about RBG, and I think about, you know, this whole thing that's happening with Meg Thee Stallion and Tori. Oh, man. And, you know, it 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 does make me, you know, question like it's it's a constant reminder, you know, as a man, like it's a constant reminder that you have to continue to to check your own privilege within that space and like, you know, even the the things that I think in my head or like the dialogue that I might not necessarily share with other people, it's still like you know, having the wherewithal to question myself of like, why do you think this way or why does this bother you or why doesn't this other thing bother you? Um, yeah, so I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I guess it's, I look at it simple as, oh, okay, if someone, if I have this opinion on, yeah, I guess if I have this opinion on something, why do I have this opinion? And if I don't have an opinion, right? you know, like, see what someone else's opinion is and, and see why their opinion is that way and then try to see if I get my own. But uh, for the Megan, the Meg and the Tory thing, man, that, that has been very wild because it's just like I've literally seen men say, yo, like literally typed it out in red, um, yo, Tory's the man, son. Like, laugh my ass off. And in, in context, they were saying like no, how, yeah, I got some people. like how like he was able to basically avoid basically getting canceled it's like what's making him the man like how he spun the whole shit and how like and i'm like wow like that's how you're perceiving this whole thing not necessarily like yo this woman got shot and if she had died you wouldn't have been even perceiving this like this but it takes for her to die for you even for her even get some type of compassion from you like that's what's crazy so um i don't know to me i was just like damn like people are really not even looking at it in the context of like yo this lady got shot like why is it that now there's yeah. no remorse? Like I don't know. This is I don't know. It's definitely a very layered, well, very, very deep thing. I I feel like the answer to that is simple, right? Like I feel like human nature is selfish, and so <laughs> like we have to learn to empathize. And the fact of the matter is, you're you're more like than likely going to see things and and connect with perspectives of people that look and sound like you. So it's easy for men to just not pay attention to Megan's perspective because she's not one of them. And it's the same for race and it's the same for gender. And it's the same. But I think there's, I think in Megan's thing, I think it goes deeper into like, if she was a light skin, skinny black woman, would she have gotten more, more care would she have gotten more would people have cared more about her safety and her wellness instead of i don't think so you don't I mean, think I, so i don't know i mean i don't know if it's even I, I think necessarily so. even, even about that too i mean uh megan I think so. is kind of like a, a um i want to call it like a, i want to say she's like a matriarch but she's not like a she's like a woman that raps about like you know scamming niggas a, yeah scamming it <laughs> so yeah. like yeah. like it's like she's like like she's like the little kim and shit like you know the way she raps like she's not like you know submissive in her raps to say the least for like a better term so i think that may have been been a thing as well no but and that's what i'm saying even in the same realm of like how uh serena williams gets treated in a way of like she doesn't get the same 
the same type of care and the same type of affection where it's like, oh, like she's she's a woman. And I think I don't know. I think that delves the into interesting it. thing. Go ahead. No, what are you saying? What were you about to say? Uh, and I was going to say that. Um, I mean, I had like I had a, like a, a, a old classmate that was posted something about uh, you know like people people believe women you know uh, a lot before they believe men you know on cases and stuff like that. But I think what, I mean I kind of was like you know I don't know a lot about this. I mean it's not a kind of like you know subject matter that I tend to follow uh, as far as news go. But I did read like one thing about it. And from what I read, I mean, the, the hospital said she got shot. I mean, she had strapped on her foot. And um, I was like, you know, what's interesting to me is, like, why aren't people <laughs> – I mean, even if she – like, let's say Megan Thee Stallion is – he, he said, I think he asked me, he's like, would you be more upset with the person uh, that shot her or the person that's lying on you for not shooting her? Because basically I was uh, – he's making a Stallion – he's saying that he didn't do it or whatever, right? And guess one of his boys did it or some shit like that. To me, I was like, this the question, the fact of the matter is, is that you guys should be upset at the fact that this nigga didn't do anything if he got in a heated argument with his girl and him and his friend got in a heated argument with his girl. She gets out the car, turns her back, and his friend shoots at her. Like, regardless of anything else, scratch everything else, why didn't Tory Lanez reprimand his friend and or go to aid his girlfriend? So at this point, it doesn't matter if Tory Lanez pulled the trigger or not. He's trying to salvage his rear for peacenary reasons and, and things like that because he's a real dude. And as a real dude, he let his man, if he didn't do it, shoot at his girlfriend and he did not aid her. So either way, this is not a good look for him. You're garbage. And that's what dudes need to understand. You know, if you get in an argument with your, yeah. your girlfriend and they and again, they're freaking an argument, and your friend shoots at your girlfriend and you don't do anything, bro. Like you're not a real nigga. <laughs> take that out. Take that hashtag off of your shit. Yeah, and, and put it somewhere else because that's not you. And don't try to salvage yourself and act like you. Oh, I got. Well, I got. I got the real details. Put the real details out. Tell people. I mean, this nigga talk about how much pussy he gets. Like, and <laughs> shit like that. So talk about something. You mean he don't? He don't hide any secrets. So I think. It's, I think. It's, I think it's, it's fake. I think. You know what's he, crazy about this though. And um and I I will admit before I even say anything that like I know very little about what happened here. I haven't watched her video where she talked about it. I haven't watched his video where he talked about it. So I'm really just hearing about this just from other people talking about what they talked about. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, you know how thing that's how that's how news travels. Um but I think the interesting thing to me about it is like to Dwight's point where he's saying things like, yo, that's not really what happened. Y'all don't know the details, but watch this. <laughs> it's like he's he's basically leveraging this situation in a, as a way to promote his music. So then it's just like, Disgusting. yeah, whether or not he, whether or not he shot her or not, it's like once it's like the old phrase of like, you know. All publicity is good publicity. So then it's like, once my name is in people's mouths, I have to capitalize on my moments of popularity by releasing music. And even yeah. if people hate <clears throat> listening to it, like, they're still listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Even if people listen to it just to say how disgusting I am, they're still pressing play. Yep. And yeah. that's like, that's that's what, that's what entertainment 
that's what the entertainment world is at this point, particularly when we're in a space where there's so much to capture people's attention. It's like, what's going to make somebody click play on your on your album? And and I'm sure his team probably looked at it like it's very it's probably two people. Right. Like on one side, it could be, yo, this is yo, this is a not a good look. We should just chill out for a few months, play it cool. And just wait for this all to die down before you jump back out there. The other person yeah. is gonna say, "Yo, your name is in people's mouths. <laughs> Yo, this is the this is the time. This is the time for you to drop new music. This time to get lit, get them clicks, for you boy. To put out of, yeah, get them clicks. And it's like, I, I yeah, like it. It sucks that this is just what it is, but." I like I don't agree with it, but I get it. Well, so my whole yeah. thing is like I, I I get the whole I get the whole get your clicks. My thing is I don't get his whole denial of what happened. So I guess this is where it's like Has he said it? his side of the story? No. Via, via his raps, he's saying he didn't so. do it. Via his raps, via his yeah. album. So all I'm saying is I didn't again, do it, but again, I'm not giving. So it. that's the thing. You so it's are like, there and your girl, and somebody, and somebody, your man shoots at your girlfriend, and you didn't do anything. You still are trash, bro. That's what, exactly. <laughs> like so either that's way, he, he lost. So this is where it, <laughs> so this is where it looks like a complete loss. But he's trying to take salvage something it's the same from dude it. That was uh, basically his lawyer fees getting paid by this album that's being streamed now. Oh, true. Ooh. Ooh. That's that's really what this is. Yo, this is what I this is this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this Man, is what's that's, happening that's right now. That's when it gets filthy. This is what's happening right now. That's when right it gets now. filthy. Like, I right, what you do? You really want to play the background? Like, yeah. Do you really want to lay low and wait for it to die down? Because like, nah. you, you could, you might be, you might be forfeiting certain bags yep. by by doing the right thing. And so that's what's wild, like, you know. And that's what's wild, man. That's how capitalism is, man. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this, is, this is the same dude that like uh, I think it was Travis Scott, you know, kind of tried to call him out about, you know, stealing his style or stealing his kind of music, and he was like, and Tory Lanez all like, let's go try to shoot the fair one, let's go try to shoot the fair one. It's like bro, Travis Scott probably like, that I should have fought that nigga. No, it's, it's crazy because it's like <laughs> he, he should have fought him. One. He obviously not. He, Second nah. is Travis he Scott. Obviously not what he says he is. Stuff, Travis Scott doing write his own stuff, so that's too. So it's like yeah, but might... Travis Scott's music is not about the lyrics anyway. Exactly. So, yeah, so yeah, I don't, I don't even get why he's it even, even talking about you. Yeah, like what? Like Tory Lanez be trying. I think it was Travis Scott. I mean, I don't quote me. Nah, it was Tory Lanez. I do remember that whole video because it's like Tory Lanez looks mad little, so it's like why would you not fight him, bro? Like you could just kick him in his face. But um, well, now yeah. I mean, now I mean, we we know we know Tory, Tory Lanez ain't really what he says he is because he, he well, stuck to his it, man for sure. I'm saying though. like let's let's look at it like this, right? <laughs> if that's what happened, let's look at it like this. Like most of these guys, no matter where they're from, aren't who they say they are. That's one. And then it's like they're from Canada. It's not like they're from Toronto <laughs> or they're from some hood in Toronto. Like, you know how them dudes from the grime from UK, they be like, oh, okay, they from this hood in London that you've heard about was a hood before rapping. It's like, yeah, they ain't, we never really heard about no hood in London before rap came around. So, like, you can't even give these dudes the benefit of the doubt to be like, oh, okay, maybe they are something that they aren't. Like, nah, man. These dudes is just rappers that be talking like all these other rappers, like like Rick Ross. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, why why would we give them anything besides who what they are on these tracks? Like, this is not the 80s. <laughs> it's not it's the 80s man. Yeah it's not the 80s man. But that's But that's the whole thing About it though I mean even if you look at Like the whole situation With Takashi Like 
the music and Rick Ross is actually a perfect example. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, gotta let's put Ross. In who you are outside of the music doesn't matter as much as it did twenty or thirty years ago, just because like you're not. Hip hop is not a genre that is just like run by a bunch of dudes from the hood anymore. Like there's and a lot of and that's really what it comes dudes down from to, the suburbs. There's a lot of and that and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I don't think everybody who raps needs to be from the projects. Yeah. But, nah, but I feel like the problem is it's not black owned. Not that you don't have to be from the projects. You be from anywhere. But it's really the fact that black people aren't staring the way that hip hop is going. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it's just being the who's behind the controls aren't the people that really should be directing the culture. And that's what's kinda that's why Takashi is 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 able to be who he is. That's why like we're able to just like allow to see that's why we saw the, the whole life of Lil Wayne. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Cause it went from like, yo, you were under baby and baby was like on this hood like hood hood family tip. To like, nah, now I don't even care. Now I'm not paying nobody nothing. And I'm just following the blueprint like all these other white guys did. And just like messing up the whole, his whole like, I guess, trajectory. Not really. That whole label. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> that whole, you know, you know just, what's. Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting um, about Lil Wayne that you brought him up is that Lil Wayne has like more in common with like, you know, Drew Barrymore than he does like. Hood niggas. He's been like signed since he was like eight, nine, what, like nine years old. So he's been, I mean, he's been rich longer. He's been rich way longer than he has been in tra- and touring way longer than he has been anything else. And he became a blood after he got signed or after he became famous and, and rich. He went to jail after he became rich and famous. So the image he portrays is really, I mean, he could, in his mind, but stuff he like, he's talked about living, he probably lived that for like, this like maybe eight nine years of his life and the rest of his life has been wealth also and you say that to say i was thinking the other day how about how about my friends used to talk about lupe and him being a skateboarder him and dressing all weird look at it look at it now (laughs) who skateboards now and dresses weird now i I just wonder how those people feel well that's i feel like that's when you do the different (laughs) set of drugs you go down that lane Well, you know what's interesting too, like even when we talk about, if we talk about, you know, baby slash Birdman slash Stunner, um, and kind of the trajectory of of Cash Money, and just kind of going back to what we were talking about before with the Attorney General and Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell, um. I think the connecting thing between all of these guys is like how they were very willing to all four of them forfeit their morals in 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 the chase of the bag. And furthermore, not even just the bag, but like power itself, right? Like Trump's been rich his whole life. I don't think he for him it's not about the bag. It's just about I want to be the man. I want to have the power. I think McConnell is the same way. Like McConnell is just going to do whatever yeah, as all, long as he ego. can still have that power that he wants. And, you know, I think one of the conversations that we were having earlier this week, even just in pre- preparation for this episode, is like what happens when people get power? Like does that – is it possible to get power and not become a villain? You know, like even thinking about 
RBG and all the great things that she did for people, I'm sure that there were people on the conservative side that look at her as a villain. The same way that people, you know, on the other side are looking at RBG as a hero and a legend. Um, I'm sure people who are more conservative may think that she used her power for, for evil. <laughs> so it, it it is it's like an interesting thing to think about, like how how does someone gain power and maintain some sort of level headedness or is it just is power a precursor to, to villainy? Uh I feel like it's it's one of those things that gives you access to kind of like money. It's a tool that you can use. It's a tool like, okay, if I have power, I can use this to now boost other parts of my life. It makes it easier. I don't think – so, yeah, you can abuse it to get to, you know, too much. But I don't think it definitely is the is the end-all, be-all. I guess what it is is, too, it's like um, when you talked about uh, good and bad, like people looking at RGB and seeing the things that she did and be like, oh, that's that's bad. But I guess that's where we have to look at it, too. It's like when we're looking at good and bad, like what is good? Like what is good and what is bad? If I'm looking at it, if I'm breaking it down, I would say good is for everyone. Like every things have to be done for everyone to be satisfied. Like that's what good is. Um, and somebody else will hear you say that and call you a socialist. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That, that's what we're not talking about. So we're not talking about. <laughs> Socialism isn't We're bad, not talking man. about like. We're talking about this in a, I don't think it's bad in a, either, in a, but a lot of Americans do. In a philosophical sense, we're not talking about it in a political not, sense. A lot of Americans think like think if you become a socialist, uh, you implement socialism, it ruins their chances to become a billionaire, but they like work on a farm. Yeah. It's all part of the, it's all part of the Ameri- Americana narrative. <laughs> I'm saying stimulus checks yeah, was, was socialism. More, socialism. Was my chance to become a like stimulus checks was socialism, but no one complained. No one was like, "Oh no, I don't want the social check because it's socialism." Like you know what I'm saying, like so, that's th- facts. So don't, that's like, facts. That's actually a really good point. <laughs> um, yeah, this this the whole way <laughs> yeah, think about how socialism. people look social, at social security is socialism. It literally says social in the name. <laughs> social the name. security. <laughs> it's literally called social security. Oh man, but people are like no one's Yo, no one's America, against that. America's wild. Man. So that's the whole thing. America, you a wild and that's, boy. And that's the wild thing about it. It's just like if I say everyone, you equate that to socialism. And then that equates to bad. And that's how and that's how a conservative would look at it. But it's literally when I say everyone, the, why doesn't the conservative see themselves within everyone? Because they're looking at themselves as me and I. And they don't look at we. They don't consider themselves a we. And that's the whole ego part of it. And that's where I'm like, if we got to really go down to those levels of how we're breaking out what good and bad is. And then getting to the point of power, I think that's what happens is the people that get into power because they themselves want to boost themselves because they have the ego. They're going to be the ones that are more inclined to get into into those positions because they're able – those positions give them the ability to – to be more egotistical. So people that Wait, so hold on. But so you're saying though that like the idea of socialism is about we uh not even just socialism but just like good. you know this idea of what is good um, and bad having things for everybody. Yes. Um so somebody might look at RBG fighting for gender equality as a good thing because she's trying to make things equal for all people. Yes. And somebody else is going to look at that and say, that's bad because, because it's, it doesn't help me to be equal. No, no, because it doesn't help me. Now, people don't deserve to be equal. It, it has nothing to do no, with. No, he's absolutely right. 
He's absolutely right. So well, it's the it's it the me them, versus the we. Them, they don't they don't like it. It's just yeah, it has nothing to do with they're not equal. It's just literally like, what? This doesn't help me. So why are they getting this? <laughs> like the stimulus package right. was okay. It was fine. But then like when people got more money for having children, then they're then that. they're uh, what was the phrase? Welfare queens. That yeah. was the um, yeah exactly. The, that was the Reagan phrase. <clears throat> um, nah, yo, because my thing is like. Along the same lines, then, if I become a powerful whatever, record executive, politician, CEO, at what point do I become a me person? Like, can I can I reach those heights and become powerful and still be a we person? Or is it just inevitable that I'm going to become selfish? No, I because think those. I think I'm no those, longer a part of the collective. No, I think it. I think it can. That still goes. It can always go both ways. I think that's the the whole line of of like our daily actions. Like you can do stupid things and not be a stupid person. Like you know what I'm saying, like I could trip randomly, but not really be a clumsy person. Like that might just happen out of a fluke. You know what I'm saying? So it's like every day these things, these actions have to be reinforced. So I think for the person that's like, I'm just going to be good. Like they're most likely not going to get to that position as good as someone else that is uh, focused on being egotistical and being about themselves. But let's say that person does get themselves in that position and is able to to stay, you know, on this path of for the most, for, I guess for the lack of better words, this just path, um, then I think that's when you have functional organizations. <laughs> what, is, what are those? Exactly. <laughs> what are those? I think, and that's why you have I've like I've never seen one, a functional organization. I think that's I why you have one like. out of like a thousand. You might have a, I'll, yeah, I'd say one out of a thousand, you have a functional organization where the leader actually is selfless and is like making and is in, within an ecosystem that everyone sees their value and not like a hierarchy or a pyramid setup. It's more like a a circular setup where everybody kind of just functions and flows. You know what's interesting when you think about like countries like like the Scandinavian countries and places like Denmark and stuff like that who have like really good healthcare, really good programs, um it's kind of a solid economy. They won't let you in. <laughs> like they, like it's really hard to become a, like a citizen and move over there, and um, why do you think that is? You know, and they, but it just because they know they they got their shit they got their shit together. They don't want. I mean, I'm talking about even if you're a white person, like I mean, a white American, like they they, they got their shit together. And they don't want you coming like fucking it up. So I kind of it's kind of like inter- it's kind of interesting to think about because then you know you think about anti-immigration here and think of how you know messes things up. That's what people say, but it's like. I mean, I don't know if that's like because they but are. We don't so have it together right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. We, it's like yeah, it's not like it's somebody's more, gonna come in and ruin it. Like <laughs> I don't know if it's because they're more homogenous over there. I mean, um, I, I mean, you can make that argument. Uh, I mean, I, I would definitely, you know. Um, well, you know what that it, you know what that, that reminds me of though. What, you, what you? you're describing it that basically reminds me of like the first act of Black Panther. Like that's that's basically what Wakanda was. Like, yo, mm-hmm. we're good <laughs> and we're just not going to mess with anybody else. We're gonna keep to ourselves. Yeah. We're gonna have our resources, we're gonna have our ecosystem, and we're good. And like we just that also means we're not gonna help anybody, but that but on the same token, like we're not gonna get involved in everybody else's mess. 
Um, I'm saying and that's pretty much what they do. I'm like, saying like that to themselves. That makes sense, right? Countries. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody's supposed to be doing? Yeah, like, yo, yeah. like we got our space. I got your space. Like everyone's living good. Like we good. Like we can I mean, trade stuff. That, but like, why do we need to go to war? I mean, we we like we do things. We do stupid things. Like we spend trillion. Like I mean, and that's kind of part of the issue. Like you are supposed to focus, you know, more on your country. And uh, and yeah, you you can aid other countries. You know, when they're in dire, you know, dire need. And all countries should band together and like, you know, help aid countries like that have hurricanes or fl- or fl- you know, flooding and or you know, the uh, plague breakouts and things like that. That should be like unified like, throughout the world. But you should focus more on your own country. And that's what we that's what we mess up at as like that. We spend trillions of dollars on defense and bases in other countries, and basically looting those countries. But then, when the pandemic hit, we can't we can't produce masks because we we, we, get, we gotta get them from mm. China. Like mm. why are we why are we producing masks here? Because we can't, we can't get simple not things here as high class as they promoted. The to China be. the China virus <laughs> has nothing to do with this. It's a really bad thing. America really bad. is the ghetto. We mess, we, 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 all we export is weapons and money. We, we, we're the mafia We got the cash And we got the guns Yo that was crazy Where they was like yeah. Leveraging Where That's states had to like Had to put up their own bread To get the mask Or some like Yo like a bidding war Like yo They got a million masks How much you got <laughs> bro crazy. I got 20k yeah. Nah bro I got 25 on it Like what bro And this was like allowed Alright so <laughs> So yo. let me ask you this Like so let me ask you this Like say you know One of these countries Like Puerto Rico Or Haiti Or you know that don't really have no bread. Ace uh, Dominican Republic, you know. Um, they get smacked by some crazy hurricane and they're just like struggling. Like Oh, like the ones that they recently got hit with? Right. Or just the ones that happen literally every year. Um like what ha- like what should be the correct protocol then? Like if if I am a Sweden should I just be like, well, that sucks, but that's not my problem? Or do I do I owe anything to the other citizens of the world who don't happen to live in the same country that that I do? I think there should be some like like maybe like hemispherical and or, then to know, and then to tie it back <laughs> and then to tie it back to our original thing is like would if I don't help them, does that make me a villain? <laughs> nah, I, mean, I think it should be some like, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Unified thing. Yeah, that's the whole NATO, like United Nations thing. Like that's what they're supposed to be doing. But yeah, exactly. Like, but they don't really yeah. got no swag because like people was not really on the same note because not everyone's trying to like beat down with the pot. Like not, not everyone's trying to put bread in because I mean, and that's whole that was whole um, 45's whole. Cats want to be t- cats want to be like, unified. He, he want to put no bread into the who. Yeah, he didn't want to yeah. put no bread into who and all that because he's like, yo, America puts more bread than anyone else. Like what y'all talking about? And it's like, bro, but you have to put in the percentage of how much you take, like how much you take overall. And that's the whole thing where it's like America in, in so many different ways, like destroys the planet, like doesn't really produce too much. It just manufactures guns, but doesn't really produce things that you know the whole world couldn't produce. Yeah, exactly. um, so it's one of those weird things, like America. We produce really entertainment. Doing... Yeah, but like we only produce that's, entertainment that's, because that's like low key, one of our biggest exports. Yes, yeah. music and movies, like yeah, and then yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody in the whole world knows America has too many guns. <laughs> like this is like yeah. every everybody knows but us. No, nah, but that, but that's been like, America's The whole world knows but us. That's been America's image since America's been America. Like that's how other countries know know of America, of them invading their country. Like that's the normal 
understanding of like how Americans were linked to their country. Like even in Trinidad, it's the same thing. <laughs> like it's like how is America? How how are we out here? Like, but in most countries, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh yeah, they came in with guns and bombs, and that's how we know of Americans. Now they got an embassy. Like that's just what it is. So America definitely is like the big villain in the whole thing. America is definitely like it was like for you know like the 1300s before like britain was running shop britain was running the show niggas had this shit going they was basically like like uh i want to say like thanos but like i want to who was before thanos that was real as shit i'm trying to think of like a superhero or a super villain that was real that just was like running the show and like to know him, to uh, know him as your man, your man from your man from Superman, maybe. Oh, um, what was that guy's name? Ah, uh, Lex Luger. Lex. Nah, yeah, Lex Luthor. Well, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. But wasn't he? Who's Lex Luger. Wrestler. Lex Luger's a wrestler, right? Lex Lex Luger is the wrestler. Yeah, Lex Luger. <laughs> and he was that he was that producer who made the the BMF song. Mm. Well, that's not the same guy. Not the same <laughs> guy, wrestler, but yeah. But the same. Yeah, that guy. Remember, remember when Rick Ross had like five singles and they all sounded the same. Oh, Did yeah. he do that with a, a Millie? That was, and, that was Lex Luger. Uh, a Millie and Diva. <laughs> with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, a Millie and Diva, man. That was. Yeah. Hey, you gotta applaud him for that though. That was a. That was a, the one of the biggest. Yeah, he made the same record history. like five times. That's, yeah, that was crazy. You gotta applaud him for that. Like that's genius, honestly. That's how I looked at it. It was it was BMF <laughs> and it was MC Hammer. That's what it was. Yes, it's the same same guy. Same album. It's same album. That's what made it crazy. Like, yo, you put the same song on your album twice, fam? All right. Did anyone care? No. That's the nah, one Cats rocked with it. We didn't care um, about a million a diva. Wait, it's not the same producer, though? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who did that one. I, I'm feeling like he would. this would be the same guy, like, to be the jerk, to be like, let me just do Oh, no, Bangladesh. Bangladesh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout to Bangladesh. Um, Murder on that one. Well, I guess... The last thing before we wrap up is just like this whole idea of, you know, being a hero versus being a villain, thinking about one being trash and one being recyclable. I think it's it does become a question of like, you know, how thin is that line? You know, like what actually is evil versus negligent? What actually is heroic versus just being a decent person mm. you know and 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 you know i think the lines get blurred very very uh very easily um even thinking back like even when you reflect on like some of the things that you might have done when you were in your 20s you know i think about like when you're young and you're like dating girls and you're just you're, you're trash like you're doing trash things and it's like, was I really a trash guy? Was I really one of these bad people? Or was I just young and dumb and just didn't know what I was doing? And it, I don't I don't know the answer. <laughs> like I do not know the answer. Like what is and that's just a small example from a from a personal standpoint, but I think like the more you become elevated and you have more people's eyeballs on you, like, you know. Even think about, like, Michael Jordan, right? We were talking about LeBron earlier. Like, Michael Jordan is one of those guys that always used to get criticized because 
Michael Jordan doesn't care about black people. Michael Jordan doesn't care about kids. He got people killing him, killing each other over his sneakers, and he doesn't say anything about it. And yeah. now we're seeing him make more public statements and doing more donations and things like that. And it's like, number one, does that mean that he's now just a better person than he was before? Number two, does it mean that he's still the same person, but now he recognizes that it's socially advantageous for him to make these statements? Or number three, could he have been making these types of donations all along and just wasn't publicizing it, and now he's making it a big deal? Number two. And does that actually make him worse? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So it's like does that make you it does it make it worse if you're publicizing your donations as opposed to keeping them private like it's just so many levels and i think you know it yeah i don't know like i well, i don't know well i'm saying like we already know michael jordan is a different person and um all of these like high supreme athletes are kind of different people like they don't live under the same life that we did kind of like how you were just told my little wayne he was signed since 10 years old so like you know their life is just a little bit different and i think what we've realized within the last five years since social media has become like the mainstream media um that social likeness or social how people are viewed in society is a thing that every single person cares about you just don't know until you're in that spotlight that how much you care about it how it weighs on someone is different compared to like Kevin Durant or like Jimmy Butler, the you know, we'll you know, we'll see how it how it really wears on you and what kind of character and person you are. But when you're um when we're put yeah under this spotlight of fame and money, I think that line is really, really hard. And I think we have to really give people the full context of their life to before we start like nitpicking if they're like good, bad, or just negligent just naive to the situations whereas a person like little wayne it makes sense for him to pull the naive card to, to say some shit like yo you know i've never experienced i've never experienced racism like white people have always been nice to me a white person has saved my life like these are facts to him because of the life mm -hmm. that he lived um so yeah. you know we just got to really have a lot of context to how we're breaking down um you know if someone's good or bad but i think what we need to agree on is what is good I think that's really what the problem is, is not agreeing on what is good and then now breaking it down to people that don't see how we're breaking down what good is. I think that's the general thing is agreeing on where we're going, what good means, and then not really telling people how to get there, just telling them this is what good is, like this is what this means. And letting them understand that and having that, having them have to make those daily thoughts and decisions and actions to stay on that good path. Yeah, it's tricky because I feel like you know, people have different backgrounds. People are raised differently. People are raised in different environments, not only households. But then you also have different political leanings, different religious leanings. And it is hard for us to agree, I think, on what is good and what is bad. Um, because everybody is kind of always coming into that conversation with their own baggage that leads them to believe that something is right or wrong no definitely definitely i think i guess baggage would be one way to put it but i would say experience and just education what you've learned yeah um well 
Let us know your thoughts. You know, what makes somebody a villain? What makes somebody a hero? Is there really even a difference? Or is it really just a matter of perspective? Are they Harvey Dent or are they Two-Face? Yo, you know, are they are they Killmonger or are they Killmonger? (laughs) (laughs) Are they Killmonger or are they Killmonger? And he was yo, I feel like even just before we wrap up, like I he was one of the most interesting um, superhero characters to me because I feel like after that movie came out, I had so many conversations about like whether he was really the hero of the movie or not. so many interesting conversations and i feel like my opinion even changed multiple times like when i saw it the first time then seeing it a second time and then like mm, maybe uh um and that's what yeah, like, it's yeah, like is, in is, philosophy is Killmonger a hero in a philosophy like, he right? was rocking in philosophy i was rocking but like in action it was trash and that's always what yeah, the problem was, is yeah. that's always yeah. what the problem is with these with these like super villains like a thanos like bro like yeah philosophy wise yeah mad these niggas is trash yeah mad people are trash but like you can't just wipe niggas out <laughs> like, you know, like it's not how this works yeah, yeah. so that's what i'm looking like, like like yo it's really their actions that don't really fully back up their philosophy. And I think that's what kills a lot of these virtuoso type of supervillains that go against the, the, the superhero that really shouldn't be there. Kind of like a Batman. Doesn't <laughs> it's like, really have a clue. Yeah. yeah. It's like your Batman, bro. Like, it's like yeah. You shouldn't really be the, there, bro. T'Challa, the, T'Challa didn't have a clue. He didn't know what the heck yeah. was going on. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, interesting... Interesting conversation, interesting topic. Um, shout out to, well, rest in peace to RBG. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, Some real ones right there, man. It's so yeah. wild. I still, um, it's just sad, man. Sad, man. Right, 2020 man. is a wild year. We're hoping we're hoping for some good news in November, man. But, whew, first debate is on Tuesday, so we will see. What happens? Yo, everybody get some good sleep, um, meditate, drink your water, exercise, you know what I'm saying? All that good stuff. Do what you can. Get your self-care yeah, burn, on. Burn some incense. Um, Listen to some Sade. <laughs> Word. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, Positive trash vibes. Signing off. Yo, don't be trash, yo. Be back. Aspire for the for blue episode bin. Episode 24, which I guess will be the Kobe episode. Huh. Do that. You got to start that one off like AD hitting that shot yelling, Kobe. (laughs) Word. All right, we out. Dose.